Um, hi everyone. So, um, what the, the, where this conversation just led now just um, brought to the surface a dilemma I've had for a couple of months now, and I I I, I thought to ask um, about it. So, um, in church, my local church, we kind of had a transition where our our um, lead pastor, our senior pastor, kind of like. Um, moved on to other things and so we have another pastor a set of new pastors that are leading and they're kind of the way they preach their teaching and preaching style is kind of slightly sensational and um, I was having withdrawal symptoms from my previous our previous senior pastor not you know teaching regularly again and um, I now got introduced to HG and BSP that kind of accommodated my um, my questions and my I didn't want to be bamboozled. I didn't want to you know just hear all those oh the Lord will make a way the Lord will this one and that one. It's not like the Lord will not make a way, but I really I really appreciated the teaching style from HGA and BSB where I could really truly get unbiased um, on uh, teachings about things. It's not like you are, there's no sensationalism. So recently I started to really feel somehow, I, would, I was no longer excited to join services on Sunday um, because everything they say, I'm like, and this is not quest, just, just questioning them. It's almost like I'm looking down on them. You know, when they say something, I'm like, oh, Jesus, mm. I'm come again. You know, I was just making all these side comments every time when I would be mm. watching on YouTube. And at some point, it got really, I got really sad about it. I was like, God, I don't understand what's going on with this. I don't even want to listen to them preach anymore. Before, at least I'll give them benefit of doubt. Now, I don't even want to. I, I'm very reluctant mm. to pick up my phone and join services. So I was like, God, is it that... Um, is it that I'm becoming proud because of the, of the new knowledge I'm getting? Or is it that there's something that they, they have been saying that I that was always wrong, but now I found that I, it's, now I found that I, it's wrong, and so I've disconnected? Or is there mm. some kind of room for growth that I am being blinded to just because of my new knowledge? You mm. know, and for, for months now, you know, it's been back. I feel like God doesn't want to just give me this, this answer straight. He wants me to kind of experience the truth for myself, mm. you know. So I've been mm. tempted to ask either you or Shaka for weeks, but I keep saying no, no, I will not ask anybody. I will just shall face this thing somehow, you know. So my mm. problem, I, I don't know if this, I'm really asking a, a proper question, but the, the question now is, um, I, I, I try, I'm trying to be open, be like, okay, it is not, it is not their wisdom. They teach from what God gives to them. But I don't even know what their mm -hmm. personal biases are when they are even receiving from God. So it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm asking God, I hope I'm not trying to question these people who have been like mm -hmm. shepherds over me for so long. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I don't want to be so exposed to what they are saying that I start to feel um, lukewarm about about the word of God. When I listen to you teach or El Chaka teach, I get really excited. Not because the words are exciting, but because it's like there's a stirring in my spirit. But when these other people teach, I hear there's some truths. I'm not saying they're not some truths that they say, but then they, they mix it a lot with the sensationalism. At some point, I don't know where mm. the, the real teaching starts from and where the sensationalism ends. So mm. I don't know if I really asked the question, Sha, but the burden has been in my heart. And when you start to talk about this now, just say, let me 
Let me talk and see mm-hmm. if you have anything to say. Can I add something to the that? People, the people that people the people that are on your table confidence, you've called a you have called a council meeting. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> your family members have come together. It's actually yeah, true. Fire. Actually, fire very doesn't plenty. say anything. We are very. But many. fire came in to say something. We right? are many. Oh, we are many. <laughs> can, can I add to that too? We're going to cast this spirit into swines. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry if you didn't get my joke. Sorry to disappoint you. Yes, fire came in. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm funnier in all this. No, I, I have the same kind of like um issue as confidence, but it's a little bit different. I find that like this community of people that are actually like, you know, try like trying to learn or putting themselves out there to learn, even though like we're all learning at different paces, but we all wanna learn. And we all have this like understanding that as as we are learning, we know nothing and the work is starting inside our heart. But this community, this bubble is not really outside. <laughs> I can't really find the same sort of people who are even, we can't even agree that two plus two is equal to four. So like that mm. that's the type of issue I'm having like in my regular church. Like I don't, like this, doing all this is like, okay, did you kill Jesus? Like, <laughs> why are you... <laughs> Why are you look like why are you looking deep 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 into the Bible like this? Like what's like this community is like I cannot find it anywhere else. So because like I'm looking at everybody and we're all like mm-hmm. low-key pretending, like mm-hmm. it's not like I'm perfect, but at least I know that I know nothing, but everybody else is pretending. So it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, why am I around these people? And I have the same issue of confidence. I'm thinking, is it pride or is it because I can't stand the hypocrisy anymore? Like yeah. I can't even, I can't even really be around my like uh, singles mm. group in church because we're just not all doing the right thing. And we're not. Can we not? Can we just say it? It's not like everybody, anybody's perfect, mm. but can we just say that we are wrong? And let let's agree. Mm. Let's start from there. Like. You know, so I have the same issue with confidence. So mm. I, I like, I'm such an active person. Like I'm so active, so talkative, but I've retreated mm. myself back because I'm like, I can't pretend. I can't play games. Like, I'm. <laughs> I know that I'm severely broken, but let's all just let's. Mm. Can we start from there? So this this bubble mm. is a, this is amazing, but like it's like, you know. I, you can't find it outside in like everybody mm. else is like striving to like really fellowship with God on this level like to even mm. see that it's, it's a necessary thing as a Christian is, is possible mm. but yeah so Esther sorry to interrupt yeah. Just, yeah, to, we- just to say something quickly about that and it's not like these people are doing this thing intentionally what, what, what keeps coming to my head is sincerely mistaking like mm-hmm. they're so sincere, but it's like in their sincerity, they're just dishing out, you know, things that they've just held on to for so for so long. Um, so I, I just feel like, is it possible that these people know that what they're saying, there's, you know, it's no longer true because it was probably true for them at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's possible that they've gotten new knowledge, but out of 
some kind of arrogance. They've just mm. refused to let it go. And then in that, in a bid to do that, they're now dragging everybody. And I don't feel any desire to leave because I love mm. that. I love my, 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 my local church, not out of sentiments, but there are certain aspects to it that, you know, really get me. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I feel I just feel like God is saying it's kind of like a transition period, but that I still have to still stay mm-hmm. because there's still some lessons that I need to learn in that regard. But then I also cannot just bury myself there and be forming, ah, I'm gonna stay here. I've been here for so long, I will not leave you, yeah. you know, as well. But then someone uh, I don't know who said was this or that said something recently about no, it was I think it was. I don't know, somebody told me something recently about how there's a teacher for every mom, every season, mm. you know, some of us just refuse to leave certain teachers because they've been so good, but we, we don't realize that the season for their teaching is over and you need to move yes. on to, and teachers are not just necessarily human beings, they, it could be a group of human beings or a, yes. a kind of system. So all of this information is in my head and because I've, I've recently, in the last couple of months, God has been shedding pride from me. I'm now in the place that I go, I don't know, and I don't know what to do. I just have all this information, mm-hmm. but I can't make a decision. So help me, mm-hmm. help my ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you, President. Um, this will probably, you know, just give context to, it. sorry, I'm so sorry. I just really want to say something so that we don't, um, you know, just go off topic. But this is going to give a lot of context to um, you know to all of us, hopefully. Um, so first of all, right? Um, if you're in a local assembly, I would encourage you more than ever pray for your leaders. And by leaders, I mean pray for the people that God has you know charged as stewards of those communities. And I'll get there. Just trust with me, because let me just explain something, right? Um, I never used to, I never used to get, and this is, this thing could go both ways. I never used to get, and please, I beg you, please don't take my word out of context. If you don't understand it, just ask me. I never used to understand, you know, I used to see pastors and be like, oh my God, why are you, you know, more obsessed about numbers and money than actually teaching people the truth? And that started happening to me, you know, when the Lord, you know, literally when the Lord started to, when the Lord gave, gave light and I will get to that. But when the Lord gave light, you know, when the Lord gave, when the Lord shone light in my heart, I actually started to see why I started to see the disparity between truth and almost true. And it's easy to actually see falsehood from truth. But when the Lord shines light in your in your heart, you start to see the thin line between truth and almost true, right? I'm so sorry, please. Can you mute your microphone? I don't know this. Um, you know, you start to see the disparity between you start to see the disparity between truth and almost truth. And if I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to speak as the body of Christ, we have to pray for. We have to pray for the Lord to shine truth in our hearts. And we also have to pray to the Lord, pray to the Lord to send the harvest, but don't look at it as these people that are pastors and are leading are the only ones that should be harvesting. 
every individual is responsible for the harvest, for gathering the harvest, right? So I used to have those questions like, oh my God, this is a lie. This is a, I'll be in church, I'll be doing hum, hum. like my, my nose almost flew out of my face because I was just like, this is just, I'm gonna run mad right now. Like sometimes I'm watching something on YouTube, I'm like, Jesus, please save me. Anybody that wants to indulge me in the conversation, I'm just gonna be like, I need to, I need, to, I really need, can we talk? I really need to have this conversation with you. I'll just send a message. Man, you need to hear what this person said. I was just watching something and oh my God, why are these people full of, and I used to say it a lot. Do you know I did this thing for a while? It was last year that God slapped me. Seriously, hit me like this because he told me that the fact that you're actually doing all this nose movement, carrying things around, you know, this feeling, it doesn't make any difference from these people because the light that you have is a gift. Only God gives light and only God will show you the disparity between truth and almost truth. It's a gift. That light is a gift. And when God shines light in your heart, what he's doing is that he's charging you with responsibility, with the truth. You become a custodian of the truth when the Lord enlightens your eyes. And the thing about leading, especially big churches, right? Like I said, I never really got it until I started leading a community. There is a lot of pressure, I'm telling you, when you start to teach for maybe that's why I said I don't want anybody to invite me to any place and telling me that I should come and teach for 20 minutes. I'm sorry, you probably have to come and carry me, carry my entire my whole body from the place. Because how do you teach in 20 minutes instead of waiting and give you a parable and then you leave them more frustrated than you came? Right? Or you leave that just thinking and you think about it for one year. But there is so much pressure. And that pressure is because in our local churches, we have emphasized more on numbers, collecting people's data, collecting people's emails and their names. And if you're a new member, stand up, we'll give you a card, you'll fill your name. Oh, we're so happy. In January, we were 500. This year, we are one, this month, we are 1,000. We are targeting 2,000 in April. Literally, this is what a lot of um, you know um, parishes and a lot of um, local assemblies actually focus on. So there's really no room for discipleship. There is really no room for even weighing or remembering the fact that in a community, there are so many people that are involved. So I might come into a community today and all I want to hear is, you know, the, the redemption. Tomorrow, I want to understand the justice. But if I'm here and all I'm hearing is redemption, 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 you know, the people that are in that community actually forget that I am actually here. I've been here. I've been learning this thing for years. Is anybody going to think about how they will cater to the people that have been here for a while? Is anybody going to think about the people that have questions? Is anybody going to think about people that are pondering on certain things, you know? It is in the local assembly that we have people coming to the church and it is expected or it is assumed that you should know how to read the Bible and understand it. Did you go to school? Eh, now you should read the Bible. Why are you not reading it? Can you speak Yoruba? Eh, just buy Yoruba Bible and read it. You know, you understand it. But it doesn't work any other in any other place. It doesn't work. 
And that's why you even see Christians arguing about dreams. Because even in our local communities, nobody is talking about dreams. In fact, if you talk about dreams, they'll shut you up. They'll shut you. They'll tell you that, no, you have the Holy Spirit, why do you need to dream? Right? In the local assembly, nobody's even asking, does anybody have gifts that we need to cultivate? Does anybody have any spiritual gift that we need to help you, groom you, you know, teach you how to, you know, grow in your gift so that you can serve the community that you're in? And listen, eh, the more we look at the way all of us, because this is not just our pastors, the moment we look at all of us, because this is all of us, so we're all on this table, the moment we look at ourselves as the body of Christ and see the, the interpretation of church that we have now, it is very different from the church that we read about in the Bible. It's very different. And that's why a lot of us are getting frustrated because in the local assembly, pastors go through a lot of pressure. I'm not even joking with you. I've, well, is a witness. There are some, there are some times that I will call senses and I will not have words, I'll just be crying. It's a lot a lot of pressure. You want to sound nice. The moment you want to start teaching about the Bible, people, is it, you know in church, people don't do Bible study. Because the moment you start teaching, doing Bible study, people start yawning. You know, once it's like past 30 minutes, they, they're already looking at the door. Uh-uh, you guys. Then when they now ask for feedback, you guys take too much time preaching. I really enjoy the worship session, but the, you know, the preaching is, is really long. You guys take too much time preaching. And guess what? The people that complain about preaching, they're the ones that are giving money to the church and the pastor doesn't want them to go. The pastor wants them to stay and love Jesus. Let us worship Jesus together. My brother, why are you going? Don't worry, we're almost rounding up. He cuts everything that God wants to say. Cut it, cut it, cut it off. He said, no, 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 no. We're talking too much, you know? I just just in summary, um, I just want to summarize. The Holy Spirit is still telling me, my brother, keep going. You say, no, no, no. You know, because people, people are in a hurry. So I just want you. And so you notice that in the teachings, you can be in a church and all you hear the pastor doing is exhortation. Today, get ready. The Lord is about to elevate you. Even when the Lord is saying that you are in the wilderness season, sometimes be careful of the things that you say amen to. The Lord is going to elevate you. Everything that is stopping you from stepping into your divine heritage, from stepping into the wealth, that wealth you might enter now. You go, you go, you go jam rock. It might put you inside trouble. But nobody wants to hear that one. Nobody wants to hear. Maybe the Lord is keeping you in a hidden season. Nobody wants to hide. Pastor, what do you mean? That we are, God is hiding me? Is it not just God that says his glory will be upon me? Uh-uh. <laughs> hey, God. Pastors are going through a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Especially big churches that have councils and they have all these things. They are going through a lot of pressure. And it takes one, right, that is in complete submission to God to actually say no to the pressure. But if you are the if a pastor is, they are paying you your salary, they're paying you salary, you now say you have mouth to come and talking to us anyhow. Look at this one. And we are the one, we are the one paying for your data. And you are telling people, you are emailing people saying that we are saying rubbish. Hey, it's a whole lot. The point is, people don't want to lose their members. And when you are ready to do God's work, sometimes 
it will require you to leave everything. You will lose a lot of things. You will lose numbers, right? But guess what God is doing now, which is the other part of this conversation. The various communities that we're in, these are also local communities. It's the church. It is an assembly. And so when God sends you to different communities, you know, when you're in BSB, you're in HGA, you are in Joseph and Daniel, you're in all these communities, it's also important that you pray for them, pray for, pray for the people in your community, play your part. You don't even know who you will meet that is probably in that local assembly that they are actually saying, you know, they are complaining, maybe they're complaining about the teachings or they're complaining about all these things, you know, you don't know you're helping in just playing by just playing your part. So the truth is, I know for a setting, I know for sure that the knowledge of the Lord will fill the earth as waters covers the sea. Um, and this generation, it's not past our generation by. And that's why God is raising a lot of people. But now this is the trick. The a lot of people that God is raising, this is how some people in the previous generation started. They started well, started with teachings started with some deep stuff. That's why some people have like followers for 20, 30, 40 years. And by followers, please, I put that in, in, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, because those people must have been there at the beginning, you know, when they were like spending five hours just teaching and, you know, everybody's just like, man, look at my journal. I cut 10 pages. This man is fire, you know? And they don't follow him for the rest of their lives. Even when the man is saying rubbish or the man just starts doing, jump up and turn around if you want a blessing. The person with the loudest hallelujah will receive the blessings of the Lord. You know, all these things, everybody, they will do it because that's what they've been doing for years. Or that, you know, it doesn't seem, it, it might seem strange, but what they are more um, loyal to is the man not the truth or not the spirit. They are loyal to the man. So we have to pray for teachers, pray for pastors, um, and also acknowledge that even as God is saying, I'm raising prophets, I'm raising teachers, I'm raising apostles, I'm raising evangelists, I'm raising pastors, all of us, we are all part of this thing that God is doing. And for some people, you know, like Sensei says, God will groom people and send them back to churches. God will groom some people and send them back to local assemblies. You know, what he's sending you to the local assemblies to do might be to disciple people, might be to, you know, to show people that there is a deeper way, there is a better way, there's a more substantial way. So, um, you know, let's let's pray for them and understand that they're going through a lot of pressure. The Lord was teaching me that thing with him called Lashon Hara. Um, it's L-A-S-H-O-N, Hara, is H-A-R-A. Lashon hara is evil tongue. Lashon hara, evil tongue. Can you hear me? Lashon hara is evil tongue. And what this looks like is, um, it is believed that when you repeat an evil against somebody, you have killed that person. When you think evil against someone, you have killed that person. Even when you repeat a flaw about somebody, you have killed that person because in the process of speaking about somebody, there are three things that happen. The speaker dies, the hearer dies, and the one that is being spoken about dies. And what that means is the speaker's integrity dies. The one that is being spoken to loses his trust 
in the person that is being spoken about. And the person that is being spoken about loses the opportunity to repent of what he has done. So that's why it's called an evil tongue. Because, for example, you go to church, and that's the day the worship leader decides to sing rubbish. Then you now call your friend and now start a council meeting about it. You say, hey, did you hear this person singing today? The friend now say, man, I heard it too. And I say, ah, this person's voice is just shaking, just the shake. <laughs> when, I was hearing the, when I was hearing the song, I just thought that the Holy Spirit would leave me because that kind of voice, me, I don't know that kind of voice. I don't know where they got this person from, you know? And all of you just have council meeting around that. Then the next time you see the person holding the microphone, you now give this person side eye. This one will now give side eye. Everybody will just be giving side eye. They'll be smiling. They'll be chopping. They'll now be texting. Oh, don't come again. About to start. It's about to shake. It's about to break. It's about to break. What you people are actually doing is murder. You're committing murder. <laughs> oh, my. It shocked me too. I, it off me. Me that used to make mouth. I say, did you hear what this person was teaching the other day? Hey, when I heard this thing, eh, I just said, God, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. What exactly are you teaching? You know, in that kind of situation, what God started to teach me is if I have to have a conversation about that, it has to be a conversation that is constructive and a conversation that is going that is that literally has the the hard posture of seeking wisdom. What do I do about this thing? It's just like what you know we did this evening. What do I do about this thing? How do I go about it? I need help. I need wisdom. You know. But if I now sit down and any opportunity I have, I'm a dear older pastor was saying on Sunday, bruh, man, I don't know where they get all these pastors from, man. All these pastors these days, man. Then the next time I go to your church, I'm just looking out for the man. So that means I can send my own message. I'll be like, oh, ma, I saw it. I can see it. I see what you're saying. What has happened is you have deprived me of the opportunities from um, the opportunity of even getting an atom of truth from the person that is teaching. You have murdered that person in my eyes and you have committed murder because now I will look at you and be like, oh, the day I say rubbish, hey, I'm in trouble. This person is gonna, you know, the day I say rubbish, this person is gonna wash me. Only God knows the kind of text message that I'll, they'll be passing across when, when I'm teaching. From rolling eyes during service, it will evolve, and I'm not even joking, it will evolve into hatred if you are not careful. It will evolve into despise, it will evolve into disrespect. You know, it will evolve into Lashonara. You start saying evil things about the person. So now that once you start seeing it, just start praying for them and also see that God is showing you light so that because he's giving you responsibility as well. So um, pray for them. It's a, it's a lot, but pray for them. Um, and don't judge yourself. It's okay to admit that you were being proud. It's okay. But don't, just don't stay proud, okay? It's okay to say, ah, I was proud. That, that is pride in me, but don't stay proud. Um, God actually likes that kind of honest conversations, you know? I want you to say, God, it was not me. That is not me, but that's you. It's you. You are the one that did it. Who did it for you? It's you. So say, ah. I did this thing, you know, there's pride in my heart. 
as a pastor they preach, I just they look in face, be like, I look like slap him. This kind of is this nonsense that this man is saying, you know, because I think somehow I know better than he he does, or I can detect, like I can see the falsehood in it. So pray for them. Uh, you know, I really hope that helps and you know encourages us. It's not over. <laughs> and something else that actually just came to mind is also sometimes you might carry so much within you and God will place you in a place, he will place you in a community, not necessarily for theological acquisition, but character development. Sometimes wow. we'll find ourselves in a community and we're just like, ah, oh, so many rubbish here. But God is just like, um, in between that rubbish, if you look very closely, there is something about your character that I want to work on. And can I be honest? One way that God, one thing that God does in communities like that is how he deals with your pride. He will actually send you to somebody that will be a Satan to your pride. And every single time you catch yourself saying things like, Jesus, is it me? A whole me, a whole what? What is the whole? What is <laughs> a whole you, you know? And you will just find yourself, they will say things, they'll treat you like a child, they'll do things to you, they'll accuse you, they'll say false things about you. All God is just doing is purifying you. So sometimes it's not even about the theology. Just think about how this whole thing is making you feel. You know, are they attacking me? Am I not getting the recognition that I really deserve? Am I not getting the respect that I really deserve? Am I not, why are they at, why is this person? And it's only you that person will be telling you, shut up. I'm talking to you, shut up, what do you know? And <laughs> God is showing you things, God is doing this, but God will tell you when you get to those places, keep short. Don't talk. Close your mouth. And you just sit down there. It's like your head is on fire. It just wants to explode. It can explode any moment from now. But what God does when he takes you there is he deals with your character. So sometimes you need to ask God, why am I here? Because oftentimes we say in church, they need me, they need me. But really what God is saying is you need them. Sometimes it's not about what you carry but what they will bring out from you. So that's why we need communities. With God, if you're in a local assembly, sometimes it's not about you, they needing what you have. It's not about that. It's about you needing what they have. There are some communities that is sent headquarters of an offense. If you go there, you know that they are going to offend you one way or the other, they will hurt you. And so you now be asking God, but well, you're not a wicked God. Why are you doing this to me? And God will tell you, I'm purifying you. And guess what? Sometimes purification, all the time, purification hurts. It hurts a lot, you know? So sometimes it's not about what they have. It's about you. And it'll keep you there until you, you pass that test. And then it will allow you to move on. So you need to ask God, why? Why am I still around this place? especially when they are so annoying, you know, especially when they are so annoying. So you have to, you have to know that it's not always about them needing you. Sometimes it's about you needing them. 